DC, Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC, 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 Marvel, 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 no image or dark horse. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Geek Chat. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And uh, he is working my nurse right now. Yes, yes, I am. But we're we're here, we're recording, we got comics to review, we love doing this for you guys. Um, Please email us at thegeekchat at gmail.com or go to the Facebook group, uh, The Geek Chat, and let us know. Uh, what you think of us, what we're doing. Tell Rich to leave me alone. <laughs> Why are we talking like this? Because I can. <laughs> you know, because I can. Uh, so, yeah, we're here uh, every week reviewing all these fantastical, magical comic books. And we're longtime uh, geeks, longtime comic book readers. And uh, we have a few thoughts about these comics that 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 come out from the various different uh, companies. And we have a lot. We usually like to do number ones. But uh, we got a couple other. We got zeros. We got five number ones and a zero. Yeah, we got a lot of new. We, we got a lot of new stuff. So, so sit back, you know, and listen to two geeks ramble on for about an hour, and uh, we'll go over there. About an hour. About an hour. So, so the first and foremost, we're gonna let we're gonna let you know the geek in charge, Rich, take over for this next one. It's your turn. Oh, all right. So All right. the first book we're going to get into is Spider-Man, number 15. In this issue, Rio Morales discovers the truth and things will never be the same. You know who that is? That's Miles Morales' mom. Yes. And if so, you've been reading this book, you see that Miles Morales has, you know, been hiding the fact that he is, you know, Spider-Man and Mama knows now. So Mama's pissed. So, <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis was the writer. Zyman... Kuransky was the artist. Justin Ponzor was the color artist. VCs Corey Pettit did the lettering. Cover art was by Patrick Brown. And the title page design we're giving credit to Idet Winecore. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, they're the people that do that. You know, when you when you turn when you open the first page of the book and you see it's a like, recap. Yeah, it's like a recap page, and it's it's the title page. You know that you have. So now people are actually designing that stuff, and I think it's great. You know, there's more stuff that people can come in and do for comic books. So That's please, right. you know, I want to be a comic book designer now. Cool. Um, yeah, so uh, I just feel like this book is floundering so bad now. It, for me, was a highlight. Even before Secret Wars and it came back with the new numbering, I just felt like Spider-Man, I call it Spider-Miles, is always the book I know is going to be top-notch. And... Through Civil War II, it was a great book. And then he did this weird time travel with Spider-Gwen. No, yes, she's Spider-Woman in that universe, right? Yeah. And her dad, or his dad, also, he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. He went over there. To a different dimension, not time travel. A dimension. I just felt like that was a huge bump for the book. And not a bump, like, to get good readers. I really feel like... Now's a good time to drop the book. I was not a fan of this issue, only because, for me, you bring back 
his mom, because in that world, she was dead. Yeah, in the Ultimate Universe, she had died. So Bendis brings her back because Miles gave Reese, the Owen Reese, the Molecule Man, a cheeseburger, so he gave him a favor. And the favor was, I brought your boyfriend, I mean, your roommate, and your mom back to life. Okay, so 15 issues in, Mom's pissed and gone. I just felt like, what a horrible direction for this. Personally, I just, I'm not enjoying that. Why even bring her back? Like, the whole thing with her trying to find out, you know, she hired Jessica Jones, find out what's wrong with my son, and the grandma who, you know, ooh, don't tell your mom, don't tell me what to do. I just thought, not a direction I care. Why bring her back? I will still read it because I still really enjoy this book. Just, it feels directionless right now for me. Okay. Uh, I kind of felt the same way. You know, I thought it was, the rig reveal was kind of cliched, in my opinion. Um, I Everything that she said, everything that she did, seemed like it was straight out of, like, a textbook about what, what you'd expect, you know, uh, this character to do the mother who's you know lied to blah blah so i'm not saying that it's not valid it's just like it's been done before well going off of what he going off what bendis had the mom doing the mom cares about her son so i'm gonna go to the extent to, to hire and pay a very expensive private investigator and then when you do reveal your secret to me you don't even she won't even allow him to explain why she won't listen to either man i just felt like if I really wanted to know your secrets, I would want to know why you hid them. I wouldn't just get pissy and walk out and say, well, I'm just going to tell everyone you cheated on me. Well, I'm sure we're going to, this is, again, this is only the first salvo. Yes, in it this, is. And this long, this is probably going to be somewhat drawn out uh, um, because it's family dynamics. And, and you know that, you know, Bendis really likes telling the story about Miles and his family. So that's why the dad's so much into it. That's why the mom's there. The whole grandmother, like he likes, he likes his character. And he likes, he likes telling about this character. It's just, again, there's just certain things that are sort of cliche. This was kind of cliche. It's, it, it, it's same thing when, when he was writing, um, uh, Iron Man, Iron Heart, you know, there's a certain things that, that, that he does that just doesn't seem to be very, I don't want to say groundbreaking, but it's just like, okay, you know, I'm not surprised it happened. It, it's just like, there's so many tells there. I don't know. I, I would think that, you know, the mom might, might be relieved or, or want to see what's going on because like, and what I, and all I remembered, like there was nothing, there's nothing in the ultimate universe. Like the father did not like superheroes Correct. and, and, and that was kind of, you know, that's not the, the case in the 616, so... Yeah, so he comes... They come over to the 616, and automatically he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? Yeah, it was... That's that's what you got. You know, they were able to rewrite... You know, they were able to rewrite what's going on with them. I don't know, I just... I, and I, it finally caught up to Marvel time, because Maria Hill hasn't been fucking the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. for months. In the- yeah, that seemed really kind of weird to me, too, when, when they finally started talking about Maria Hill, but I was thinking, okay, you know, he was... They were, I guess, off technically off the dimension in another dimension for, the for arc a while. Before I guess it, the arc before yeah, it. That's true. That's was true. Civil War, and Maria was not the Shield head from Civil War. Yeah, I guess. Again, Bendis got a lot of stuff going on. He had a lot of he, he had a lot of spideys up in the air, or a lot of books. So, <laughs> you know, uh, what did you think of the art with the, the uh, fill-in artist? I didn't like it. 
You didn't. No, I too thought it was way you? too dark. Like I, the, the shapes, it was just way too dark. That was the one thing I liked. And I don't, don't know if that was the artist or the inker. But well, he uh, he is both. He just says artist. Oh. So he also did his own inking because Justin Ponsor did, did the, the coloring. coloring. All I know is it was so, really it was a really dark issue. Like yes, it, like it literally was dark. Like I could squint. I would like squint and not see anything. Like there was no discerning shapes. It was just it was just really hard to read because of how dark it was. And maybe that was they were trying to set that mood. By making it dark, I don't know, but I just I, I really I think just... the, the dark pages really did not help the the reveal, the ultimate reveal when he climbed onto the ceiling. I think it could have been done much better. No, I think that they were trying to go for a, something moody with it being dark and 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 their faces being obscured and stuff like that. So, so I get that they were trying to to probably most likely try to do a message with that, but I don't know. Just I, the art just did not work for me. I don't know the the issue. It was one of those issues that it wasn't like bad, but it was just kind of like it was just kind of mediocre. You know, that's kind of what I felt about it. Like I expected the mom to have that reaction. She did. You know, I expected. I guess I was expecting not that reaction. I wanted. Really? I guess I wanted. I wanted something different. Well, I was so was I. I was hoping something different, but but we got what I got. What I expected to get. Like I wanted her to be like, I wasted how much money? Yeah. You know, something like that. You know, or 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 that you know, or that 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 anger it's like what's going on you know just just seemed like like there was anger there but it was more it was more like this passive anger i don't know just i don't know so moving right along uh to the next yeah we're done with that one yeah so what were the next one though (laughs) dynamite owns the gold key characters and every couple years they try to reimagine and reintroduce them to the public and hoping that something sticks. Okay. So this is the brand new book. It was uh, 48 pages for a dollar. They really want you to read this book. And I have to tell you, it wasn't that bad. It's called Sovereigns. And it is the tale. It's like a preview comic, if you will. For a dollar, you get 48 pages. You get a, uh, and you got roughly five stories. You know, you got the stories that's introducing the sovereign Sovereigns. Which I'm assuming is in the future of all these characters because twenty five twenty year yeah San Francisco yeah twenty five twenty yeah so maybe it's like fifteen twenty years in the in the future of these characters that they are now that they are reintroducing somehow there's dinosaurs again well no that's that's the, what Turok is so there's Turok there's Magnus there's Doctor Solar and or Solar that's calling him Solar now. And uh, Doctor Specter, and so the first story we get There's a lot there. Yeah, so we get a so each each little story has its own writer, which I'm assuming is going to be the writer of the of the series and the artist of the series. So the Sovereigns, which is the first book, was written by Ray Fox, uh, and the art was by John Des- Desarians, and uh, the colors was by Mohan. Uh, Magnus was written by Kyle Higgins. Magnus's art was by. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jorge uh, Fornes, and the colors was by Chris O'Holloran. Holloran. Turok was written by Chuck Windig. Uh, the art was by Alvaro Sarasica. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Turok colors was by uh, Toriana F- uh, Ferrell. Farrell. No, actually, it is Farrell. <laughs> Like Will Ferrell, or maybe it is Ferrell, because you know, you know, I don't know. Doctor Spectre was written by Aubrey uh, 
Citizen, which which uh, with art by Dalen Burnett, Dylan Burnett. Sorry, I'm killing these names. Dark Specters Colors was by uh, Toriana Farrell. Oh, that's cool. Maybe they were. Oh, the colors was done by the same person. That's cool. And all the letters, all the letters was done by Taylor Esposito. So Taylor, you got a lot of work out of you. You got a lot of work out of this. And then uh, the cover was by Stephen uh, Segovia. So yes, so we got we got forty eight pages, and each like in each story, and we got to see someone new who I was very surprised to see, and that that's Samson. Samson is the character at the beginning, and Samson was another gold key character that I didn't really like. Is he? I guess he's the the the, the one in the future that meets all these future versions of these characters, and so we get we get his introduction, and we get to see Turok after Turok has 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 basically defeated all of the dinosaur men and the dinosaurs, and he and he and his valley, everyone is protected, but there is a a darkness, sort of like a nothing, I guess, for the never ending story. And that is coming. And he's like, it's cowling on the wind. I must fight it. I must fight it. And so he's he's going to go off and fight it. And that basically starts the story. And then there's there's these four golden keys. And maybe they're keys to the past. Maybe they're keys to the dimensions. I thought it was funny. It's gold key characters. Exactly. And the gold key. I, I, like, I like when comics are self-referential. And they use certain aspects of that in in the book so i hope that at comic-con one year we're gonna get some of these gold keys like they did with uh, lock and key like i think it'd be awesome if we got something like that this gives something tangible for the reader to to to, to look at and to hold a representation of these characters i really like that that device so then the rest of the book spends maybe six eight pages uh ones on magnus which i thought was really good the magnus one was like the magnus one was like um, it's like the cloud is the cloud itself is a reality, and Magnus, the robot savior, quote unquote, is a female, and it, that's Magnus. So I don't know. If, I don't know if this female is is Magnus's daughter or what. Well, we will see the male. Oh yeah, we will see. But the that's Doctor Magnus, and yeah. I'm wondering what's going on. So, so she's able to jack into the cloud and and go into that world and see what's going on. And I guess in this world, as it was alluded to, and would spoil it. Is that the 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 digital residents that live within uh, AI that live within uh, electronic bodies are connect their minds are connected to the the cloud to, overall to the cloud and sometimes they can go rogue and so she's she's a person that I assume given what was given to us goes into that world and pulls those AIs back into their bodies. I'm yep. kind of one. I'm out of all the stories that I read. The Magnus one was the one that I was like, hmm, I'm wondering what's going on because that seems very, very interesting. I hmm. like that. Uh, so there was a story about Turok. And that's an old story about him. Um, looks like back when he was um, when he was first starting out, or this is another Turok, um, a second Turok, and he's looking for his family. And so I don't know if this is the same Turok from the, from the beginning or not. So, a lot of stuff going on. I gotta tell you, my favorite story was the last story. The Dr. Spectre one? I absolutely loved the Dr. Spectre story. Um, they have changed him from being a grown adult who is um, uh, an older, almost wizard-like type, to being this young, just mess. And I loved it. I loved the art. You know what it reminded me of and the reason why I think I really liked it? Do you remember Zero Hour? Uh, yeah. Do you remember what they did to Dr. Fate when they gave it to Jared 
I forgot his last name. Yeah. And he had the ankh on his eye, and he had all the, the tattered, weathered clothing and the relics. Horrible, the horrible 90s version of I Dr. Fate. I loved it. And this reminded that me of it. That was horrible. I loved it. So I this guy, Dr. Fate. this guy uses his powers for himself. I loved it. He went out. He needs to make rent. He goes to, you know, when you're downtown and they got the guys drumming on like old dill pickle barrels. So he comes <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to make my rent. And he casts spells on everyone to pay. He is such a douche. I'm like, okay, I'm here. Because they connect it to the main story because he finds the key. And I was like, okay. So the only story I was like kind of meh on was the second one with Turok or Magnus, whoever that person was supposed to be. But the um, I really liked the, the female Magnus and I really liked the new Dr. Spectre. So... I'm actually going to look for I'm looking forward to the second issue. I thought this actually is a a good reintroduction of these characters for a buck. But what I like about it is it I hope that they say cuz the first one was a dollar and I, most likely they're going to go to uh 3.99. Yep. Which is a it's standard what they for do. the course. But what I like about it is each one of the books has a um a backup story in it. So they're kind of doing what DC did with Batman or Detective Comics, remember when they were doing that before? Mm. And they were charging three ninety nine, but, but they were giving you, you a backup extra. story. So yep. I'm kind of like wondering what that's going to look like. Will it be just a, a random adventure, or will that backup story tie into the other characters? So like for Magnus, we're getting a backup for for Turok. So is this going to be a future or a past? So like I'm wondering, like that gives us ability to have more stories about these characters. Yeah. I'm really every time there is a new gold key. Uh, book I always try number one I tried that Magnus it was all right but then it kind of like felt too much like the original Magnus so I'm like okay maybe with this one they'll do more maybe because they of changed them. them all yeah they really have reimagined them yeah and, and I hope that they use some of the old stuff along with this new stuff I'm I'm excited for this I'm definitely gonna be picking up the I'm definitely gonna be picking up the next uh the next issues for for uh, Magnus, Turok, Sol uh, Solar, and uh, Doctor Spectre, the only one that we didn't see was Doctor uh, was Solar. You notice that in the Sovereigns, in the Sovereigns, he is like the sun. Yeah, they all have in the Sovereigns. They're all in it, but they've all evolved, evolved on. into something. Yeah, something else. And this is their. These other stories are their are their. I, I don't say younger selves, but but a different story. So. I, I am really like I was very excited for for sovereigns. I think you should pick it up. That introductory price is amazing. It's a buck. It's a dollar. You really should check it out. All right, we're moving on to Royals number one. Um, Marvel had their Inhumans Prime, X Men Prime. Then Blue comes out next week. Gold was this week. Oh, that came out this week. We're reading. We're remember. So this is 5,000 Years From Now, Another Future Song. Royals number one, Al Ewing was the writer. John Boy Myers was the artist, direct from his two-issue Teen Titans DC stint. Yeah, and this bastard was like, I hope he could stay on the Royals for more than two issues. And I'm like, hope. shut up. Like, <laughs> I was so mad about that. You Go back and listen to that episode, the Titans numbers, Titans Rebirth Zero and Titans One. I was so mad about that, but I'm happy he landed on his feet. Uh, Ryan Kinnaird was the color artist. VCs Clayton Collins did the lettering, and John Boy Myers did the cover. Um, I'm going to say it right now. Yes. John Boy Myers' style is very kinetic. 
It's very almost American manga. It is well. It it, it has evolved. It's it it is a Joe Maduria, Jeff Matsura kind of style, kind of hybrid, kind of hybrid, and and it looks great. It looks it it is a it is a strong. I know I know lively, one of our listeners that disagree with you. I know no, but it is a strong, lively comic book style. I thought it fit. It exactly it fit. It for fit what because was going of the on. because of so much action, and so much he packs so much into a page. Uh, if you've been listening to us a long time, you know that I absolutely hate empty panels. I hate no backgrounds. This is the opposite. Even when he has the space on the page, he fills it with something. Um, the story is straight up. It's a it's a number one. This is a good entry place if you're looking f- to start the Inhumans because the Inhumans is going to be a TV show. It's going to be in IMAX theaters and is it November or September? I think it's September. Uh, so this is a great place to start. And what I liked about it is you didn't you didn't need to have read a whole bunch of other books because nope. because within within the story itself. They it, it refers to what's come before it. And that's what I liked about it. It gave you just enough to let you know where they're at and then set up a an interesting story. Although at the end, I'll tell you one thing that I was disappointed with. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about the ending. Yeah. So the story is about the royals, who are no longer really royals because now the Inhumans are going to be a democracy. But they're still a royal family. They're still he- held... Like the British family. At, they're still held yeah. at, at an esteemed yeah. kind of, you know, this is you. When someone calls her, you know, Medusa the queen, she's like, I'm not your queen. Like, I'm just Medusa now. So Novar, Marvel boy, comes to them saying, I can help you. In my world, you became, you know, great you didn't have all these problems. Because remember, Novar comes from a different universe. Yep. And uh, he, he offers his assistance. And the beginning of it gives you the prophecy, not really a prophecy, but it, it, it's so far in the future, and it, it even spells it out. It says seven will go, six will return. So the entire issue is about learning how those seven that will be going, and they are heading into space, which... I'm glad because the Inhumans started in space. They actually belong in space. Well, yeah, and I like I like that it's a space-faring. It, it's a story about a, a family in space. So it's a little it's a little lost in space, but they're probably not going to get lost. But they're basically going to the Kree home world because Marvel said, "I know how to basically make you know the Terrigen mists in our my dimension in my universe. We were able to to make this stuff. So there is a hope for the Inhumans." That's the hook, and I liked that hook. I'm like, Me too. okay, the family is going on this quest in order to 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 reignite the inhuman spark. And I thought, okay, I like that. I and, like that. I'm on board. And two of the new humans, Flint and Swain, are joining the royal family. Mm-hmm. Swain is the pilot, so she's gonna go. And Flint, Flint is the rock, the one that can control rocks and everything. Yeah, he's the Terra of, of the group, right? So he wants to go, and Iso is like Iso is the the head right now, and she's like the president. She's like, no, don't go, don't go, but he wants to Maybe because they had, they had a relationship, and she's and and he's like, nope, I didn't realize that because again, I stopped reading the actual other Inhumans book, so I didn't know that. Yeah, so I think one of the 
things that touched me about this book was it's two panels each about the seven that are going. And I'm glad they brought back Luna because Crystal has a daughter with Pietro, Quicksilver. You never see her anymore. Nope. She showed up in a couple panels here and there, but the fact that her mother is leaving and cannot promise her that she's coming back, I thought that was great. You're coming back, though, mother. And she says, promise, but then she changes it to promise me you'll behave. Because we know, they don't know, but we know as readers, someone's not coming back. Um, and you find out that uh, the pilot, Swain, is actually, they kind of hint that she's a lesbian. Um, I really liked this. I liked this part. Even, Gorgon with his Marvel, son. Yeah, and even Marvel Boy has something going on. That's the part I really liked. What is Marvel Boy's real reason for taking them? Because he even says, where the Inhumans get what they want, and so do I. And I'm like, Maybe this, go home finally. this set it up for me, too. Like, there's so many pieces to this puzzle that they're making me want to read the next issue. Yep. Then we got to the last page. Uh, and I was just like, I was annoyed by that. I think we both have issues. Tell me yours. The issue that I had was at the last page, we see Medusa, and she's all, you know, sitting there, and she's leading this expedition, or leading this thing to go out into the, whatchamacallit, space. And she's, into space, and she's like, I'm dying, and I'm like... Breaking off pieces of her hair. Yeah, and I'm like, really? Really? I was just like, does she have to die? Do we have to have that added on top of it? Is Why do we need that urgency to... I, I don't know, I, I, I didn't... I, I thought we did not need to go there. That she is dying. I was like, just let this play out itself. And then possibly if you need to have that that extra hook, then we can put it in. But just having it start off like that, I was kind of that was kind of a groan moment for me. I don't know about you, but it was kind of a groan moment for me. I agree hundred percent. The death in comics needs to fucking stop. We don't believe it. She's not gonna die. There's a fucking movie coming out at the end of this year. This whole trope. I am so sick of people dying. But wasn't Black Bolt supposed to die too at some point? He goes to jail. Oh. The whole thing about her dying is the least jail. interesting part of the entire book. I don't care because Marvel, you're not going to fucking kill her. Why put it in? It makes no sense. The other thing about this is I think this is a red herring because they're not going to kill her. I think the one yeah. that's going to die is Flint. If Flint dies in space... Come and then they all come back. Iso's gonna be really pissed because they're not kill gonna kill a black man though. They're not gonna kill. You can't kill the only black man. So they're not gonna kill any of the inhuman. They're gonna kill family. Gorgon. They're gonna kill Gorgon. I don't think they're gonna they're do gonna that. They're gonna kill Gorgon and his, his and his son's gonna come out of it. Is he's in the movie? Doesn't matter. Gorgon's I'm, probably gonna die. I'm calling it Flint. I'm calling Gorgon. They ain't so gonna we'll kill see. the black man. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna kill the black man because all this diversity stuff. Can you imagine all their all that all that Marvel stuff about the diversity stuff, and they kill black black and human? Well, if they kill the lesbian, that's not gonna be good. They're not gonna kill a lesbian though. They're gonna kill. They're gonna You're kill. You're thinking it's gonna be Gorgon. It's gonna be Gorgon. He's we'll already because he you know because it, it, in in Marvel's opinion, and I'm only speaking for Marvel. And this is this is a joke. Don't get crazy. They're they're more apt to kill him than any than anybody else. I just felt like that marred a great issue. Like I really liked this book. The art was on point. The story was there. There's lots of little nuggets that that he's giving you to make you want to continue on. And then we get that shitty ass last page. Yeah. 
Do you want to do this or this? Or do you want to continue on? Uh, we're going to do that one. You want to do that one? And we're gonna, but we're going to read it. So, Eleanor and the Egret from Aftershock Comics, brand new number one. It was written by John Lehman, co-creator and writer. He did Chew. And co-creator and artist was Sam Keith. We haven't heard that name in a while. Nope. Rhonda Pattison was the colorist. John Lehman did his own lettering. Sam Keith did the cover and logo designer. Charles Pritchett did the production. So. So the elevator pitch for this, which I thought was hilarious, when you actually boil it down, it is a... It is a woman and her egret who are art thieves and that's it that's no, it that's, when people ask what it's, it's about so bizarre i said it's about this woman and her bird and they steal like it is the easiest sentence to sell a book so interesting because if sam keith's art isn't going to already make you buy this book then the plot should i mean it's a it was a fun it was fun it was i'm sorry i'm a huge sam keith fan his figures and his line work and the color, just, this was a great number one issue. Yeah, it didn't follow the traditional stuff. It had pages bleeding into pages. It had the colorist. Just, the whole issue was great. But again, it's such a simple premise. It's this woman and her egret that steals art. And, and, the, and the bird and she, talks. And the bird talks to her. And there's a, and there's a detective who has to now find what's going on. And he has this cat. And the cat, uh, it's just, like, I, I don't know what else to say about this book. It's just, like, and then we find out, like, like, but, and then the mystery of the whole thing is finding out exactly who she is and who is this egret. Because at the beginning, you, you see her, you know, in this swampy marsh type of area, and then she stumbles on the egg, and that's it. And then we're fast-forwarded to them at an art gallery, and I'm like, you know, and then the egret's hiding in her hat. It's like where the in her e bag, her hat. It's just it's just it's just such an interesting just like there's so many visual cues going on, and this is like a perfect marriage between the the words that the write the the writer wrote and the art that the artist has done because because they they really they really match up so well. It's just the, I don't know. Just, and I got to tell you, one of the best things is seeing. The actual script page, and then the yeah. process of how yeah. Sa Sam Keith, the pencils, the colors by Rhonda Patterson, and then the lettering. Just it shows you the three phases along with the script. Yep. And anytime a comic book and the publisher throws in a little bonus like that, it's it's a treat. And then, much like all Aftershock comics do, they give you a four-page um, preview of a new book coming up called The Normals. Now, you probably didn't read it, did nope. you? So, I gotta admit, I usually love these previews because they give us pages that made me excited. Like that, remember we, we read the book and it had the weird orgy at the end? Oh, yeah. That was exciting. Nothing here in these four pages make me excited to read this book at all. There's just nothing to grip me, even though it's an artist I like, Dennis Calero, who, remember, he used to do old X-Factor. I just didn't, it just didn't it, seem it, interesting yeah, to me. Not like, at all. Especially for a preview, because like, I don't know, I don't know about you guys listening, you all listening, but when I see a preview, it's like, I want something that's going to grab me or something, and, or like from the art or for something. And yeah, these four pages did nothing. No, it didn't. And I, I, I wanted, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm liking Aftershock. I like to see what's going on, but I was just like, I don't know what's going on. All I don't right. know. It was weird. So, the next book we are going to be reading or reviewing is The Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, if you're not if you're not reading this book, you're really missing out. Ooh, out of all the X-Men books that are that are happening right now, The Uncanny Avengers has been good. And unfortunately, this is the last issue. Nope, just, kidding, just kidding. Just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. Because I'll tell you though, I thought there was only I thought this was the last issue, and then I thought, and then I got to the end, and I was like, "Oh, this continued, awesome." There's one more issue of this arc, and then it's going to be getting an uncanny new writer, unfortunately. Okay. Well, Duggan is leaving the book. Okay. So this is uh, titled Rogue One, <laughs> and so it's R O G U E and W O N E. So loved Rogue, the play on words. Rogue One. She won. Uh, writer was uh, Jerry Duggan. Artist was Pepe Larraz, which is who is amazing. I love his art. You know, after Ryan Stegman left this book, I thought the art was gonna go down because you know oh, I love Ryan Stegman. He, Mister Larraz, has worked his ass off. Yes. In this book, I think last issue, nothing could have topped Rogue continuously beating the fuck out of Deadpool. Those pages were beautiful and brutal at the same time. Yep. And then we get this issue. Mm-hmm. This whole arc has been fabulous. Yep. Uh, color artist was David Curiel. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. And the cover artist was David Marquez and uh, Marty Garcia. Fantastic. So in this episode, uh, they're well, in the hospital. Hold on. First, let's, what? What? We, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't talk about this book at all. I wanted to talk about the last issue, but we never did. Sure. Um, so in this... The team was disbanded by Captain America, who we know is Hydra and has plans for Xavier's brain, or rather the Red Skull did. And the Red Skull has been making um, Rogue do horrible things to her fellow teammates. And in the last issue, Red Skull had Rogue beat Deadpool almost to death. Without his healing factor, he would have been dead. The issue was gorgeous, and it came down to the whole plan. Spoiler alert. The whole plan was Deadpool had stolen Magneto's helmet. And as soon as, as soon as he put the helmet on her, the Red Skull could no longer control her. And the tables turned, and she beat the shit out of Red Skull. So this issue picks up because they're about to take the brain of Xavier out of the Red Skull. Finally. So this issue is all about that. The team is there. Captain America, who we know is Hydra, is like, give me the brain. Give me the brain. Give me the brain. And Rogue is like, fuck you. And I was like, yes. We're sending him home. And it was, it was a really touching scene to see Xavier's brain go up in flames. And I felt like when I read that, now, I realize as an X fan, I'm never going to get what came before. Because you can't go back. You can only go forward. So that kind of was like, Xavier's dead. Like, it, it was that last hope that is gone. Like, Xavier's dead. Unless we get some weird time shift or one comes from another universe. Xavier's dead. And it was kind of sad for me. I thought, I just, I thought this is another issue where the art just worked so well and the colors and i really hope that pepe gets uh 
on a big book or something like I, I want to see what he does next. And he like, could be the new artist on gold. That would be awesome if they did, if they did put him on gold because he was, he is amazing. Um, but yeah, they, they torch Xavier's brain, that little piece of brain and red skulls all, why would they do that? Why would they, I can't feel it anymore. Why would they get rid of it? Oh, and I was like, Oh wow. Cause like, I never, I never honestly thought, well, I, I never thought, like, sorry, I, I knew that they would get rid of the brain at some point. They'd stop the they'd stop the Red Skull from being so powerful. But I never knew that this would happen the way that it did. Like this is this is a story that was taking so many twists and turns and just you know ups and downs. And so Duggan is just fantastic. And out of all of the things that came out of you know uh, Secret Wars, this was one of those books that was just like top notch from beginning to end. And I and I I don't know. What to expect after? I know we we had pull, uh, Rich pulled out the um, the uh, the solicit for the one afterwards, and well, it's two. That's that's a couple. Well, twenty four. Right. So the twenty three is going to be the end of this arc, and then twenty four starts the brand new writer. Yeah, and it's uh, Kim. So it's a uh, Jim Zub is the writer, and I'm I I can't remember what he's done. I can't. Uh, and then uh, Kim. Uh, Jaquinto is doing the is the artist and then the covers by RB Silva who's fantastic. But it's a but it's a Secret Empire tie-in. So again, this might not be the actual writer artist team because you know sometimes they'll do fill-ins no, I for this stuff. I think when they announced it, he's gonna be the writer. Okay. So who but, knows? But, but I'm I'm really sad that, that Duggan's leaving this book. Yeah, it was really good and it and it was really, you know, his baby, and I really liked like I didn't really think this team was gonna be all that good together and then like the whole thing with cable this is really good and then the ending where oh, this ending was freaky the ending where where we get to see deadpool's face in which rogue you know kisses him and then pulls. she takes all that damage so you see his face is just he's hot yeah and then she kisses him and then really fully pulls out all of his memories and we get to see all the memories well a scene of his memory and i'm just like wow and i'm just like like I really hope Deadpool doesn't stay that way. And then, bam! Weirdest threesome ever. Yeah, why did... Because Wonder Man's been stuck in her brain. Yeah, but it's interesting, like, now that Wonder Wonder Man is back, and Rogue is passed out, but she looks like Deadpool. Is she going to stay looking like Deadpool? No. I know, but it'd be kind of cool if she did, yeah, though. Yeah, I'd love to. I, I want to know what's going to happen with Wonder Man now. Like, Next I don't know. Next issue... I just, this book is just so good. It's like so good. If you're not reading, out of all the Marvel books going on right now, this is a really good book, and you guys really should should check it out. Please, 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 please check it out. Really good. Uh, the next one we're going to do, which is another Jason Latour book. Um, he's really getting his money's worth. <laughs> and it was a, so it was, the story was by Jason Latour. And Tell me what it's called. Oh, it's called Black Cloud. Sorry. Bye. Uh, Image Comics. By Image Comics. It's three ninety nine. It's number one. I hate you. <laughs> uh, the story, right? The story was by Jason Latour and Ivan Brandon. The script was by Ivan Brandon, and the art was by Greg Hinkle. Colors was by Matt Wilson, and color flats was by D. Canafir, uh, Canfair, Canfay, Canfay. Sorry, and lettering was by Adita Bidikar. And logo and design was by Tom Mueller. And the cover was by Greg Hinkle and Matt Wilson. So um, Greg Hinkle was from Airboy, the first place I ever saw his art. And I oh. loved Airboy so much. 
So I was even more interested in reading this book. Cool. So what'd you think? I loved it. What did you like about it? You silly. So <laughs> I liked this because it takes you into this new world. Like we read about mutants and we read about, you know, these some alien things and the superheroes from the DC. But this takes this odd I don't even know what she is. Is she a god? Does she just have powers? This woman who is is she a street person? She doesn't have a home. She steals phones. She can't pay for anything. But what she can do is she likes to take money from rich people and she gives them a little dose. She takes them into these weird worlds in which animals like talk. Only, I think it's only one world. Like she's like a she it's like she's a a shepherd almost. A shepherd able to take these people for a small fee, sometimes a large fee. A large fee. She's able to take them to this other world. And in that other world, they are able to live out a fantasy life. So so she's like taking tourists um to this other reality. And but there's a problem though, because if she's a the the one of the guys calls her something, and I can't remember what it's called. They call her something outside of her name and i'm like what's that mean or what's going on because she it's like she's being hunted because she can't be there anymore she's not supposed to be there anymore when all of their when all of her kind quote unquote were burned out and and there's this fearful man or entity that is coming to get her that she's scared of and whenever it's she, the rain yeah the, i love it the rain the the, the 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 stormy weather is threatening to come and get her so there's this mystery, you know, about what's going on with her. Who is this woman? What is what is what is she to these people? And then and then you have the the secondary plot of the congressman who's trying to get her to take her his son away just until he's elected. Yeah, so I'm like what's going to happen with that? But then you know? she drops him off because the rain comes. It left me. But he leaves him somewhere. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I'm like, but why did you leave her there? Why did you leave him there? Like, what's going on? Like, I love how she uses her magic to beat the guy. I, I can't. The use of color is very important. Sometimes, the pay they're they're black and white, and then all of a sudden, certain people show up in color. It was it's a freaky great book. Yeah, they said that she's old blood. Yeah. So like, like what does that mean in the in in this context? And like when they go to the other world, uh, all the colors are kind of saturated, black and white. Although sometimes it pulls, sometimes there is color, sometimes there's not. It's just a very interesting area. And then there's like the 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 gecko guy and the and the bullies that look to look to be like maybe they're golems or something. I don't know. It's just. It's very interesting. A lot book. happened in one issue. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot, but that's what I. That's what I liked about it. It's like, it wasn't this overburdensome of words. You know, it was like they had enough words to get you interested and to hooked, but then they let the art do more of the talking about what she was doing and and in this other world. And I don't know. There's something about the book. I was, I really enjoyed it. I was like, what is happening? It. It seemed like a little, I want to say a little Harry Potter-ish, only because of the magic aspects. But I have no idea where this could possibly go. And I think that's what I like about it. And I like about those stories where 
where it's not cliched and it's not, you know, uh, another retelling of, of something else, you know. Granted, this is a bit, you know, strange in a strange land because she is mu just as much an alien in our world as this guy is an alien in her world. Right. So I want to see what's going on, you know. Is there going to be a love interest with this guy? Probably not because he's just, he's so bougie, you know, but... And whenever and you notice whenever she goes to her other world to she's dressed to the nines. Oh yeah. But when she's in our world, she, that's she's what I'm like, saying. She looks homeless. Yeah. And I'm just like, what's going on with that? You know, what's and, and the, the 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 guy saying she's old blood. Like, what does that mean? It's like all these terms and phrases, and maybe like we'll find out, maybe we won't, but this is a really good this is a really good number one, filled with a lot of with a lot of strong characterizations. Just it's a really good book. But I gotta be, it's weird. We were talking about Eleanor and the Egret, which is a good book, but you and I can give the elevator pitch in a sentence what it's about. I can't really do that with this no. book no. yet. No. But they're both good books, yep. and they both, they're just opposite. Like, I think uh, Eleanor and the Egret is a very straightforward story. Where this so far, with the twists and turns and the fact we're going to a different world in our world, and or not even our world, who knows? But out of both books, um, I just think that good stuff coming out of smaller press, yeah. once again. Yeah, definitely pick it up, you guys. It's definitely worth... It's definitely worth picking up if you want to try something new. And so it's going to a second printing, just so everyone knows. It has sold out everywhere in a diamond... If there might be some copies in a store near you, uh, we did really well with it because I, I really was re recommending it to a lot of people. I just really liked it. And I want to say one of the things that I love about Image is they let me read things early so that I can get excited and then get you guys excited. Um, no fair. Well, <laughs> it is fair. It is fair. It is fair. Whereas DC, you know, I order stuff on Marvel. I'm like, I have no clue what I'm reading. I am hoping that they give me um, Secret Empire 1, but I don't think they're going to. You might. The order was due today. Oh, okay. So. So our last book, and we're going to spend a lot of time on this book because we have a lot to talk about, and that is X-Men Gold. This was quite the book and quite the controversy as well, uh, which I'm very... Uh, surprised about because you know there's a lot of stuff going on in this world and there's a lot of people who want to put out messages um, and I was just like wow very keep your eyes open you know people about what people are saying and what they're doing because you you never you never never know you never never know and and um, and Marvel said that all the stuff that was put into this book will be removed in future printings yep. and in the trade paperbacks. But it's just like, wow. All right, so let's get going. It's X-Men Gold, number one, back to the basics. Writer, Mark Guggenheim. Penciler, Ardian Saif, who will only be on it for four issues at most. Uh, inker, Jay Liston. Color was Frank Martin. And letter was VCs, Corey Pettit. And there was like eight dozen... Fucking variant covers. So there was a lot of variant covers. I do want to give uh, credit to the graphic designers who did this: Jay Bowen and Anthony Gambino. Oh, and if you guys didn't notice, and I and it took me a minute to notice this too, there was a homage to the old uh, X Men covers when they had the the, the corner boxes. Yeah, the corner boxes. 
There, we had a corner triangle. We're going to have that on all the X-Books. Which I think is amazing. They're going, I didn't realize that. I think that's so cool. Yep, they're going back to the to the, ro- the roster, roster in the corner. So you know who's in the book. These are real your tiny, Coast, though. I know. East Coast was kicking in. I know. Rouster. <laughs> the Rouster. Um, so. It was tiny. I wish they were a little bit bigger, but but they weren't so garish. I like it. And a little bit more of their body as well, not just the heads. It's a cute, it's a cute, um, it's a cute homage and a, and a revamp to, to something that I sorely missed. Yeah. I'm glad that they're back. Yeah. On All New Wolverine, it was uh, her and Gabby were on the... I'd see, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Damn. And then next week's The Blue, it's going to be the five in the X. With Weapon no, X is the same. They're all going to be. No, but no uh, no Magneto? Oh, Maybe. Sad. Who knows? Who knows? So, we get a brand new X-Men title. Two main titles. It's going to be Blue and the Gold. Gold starts off its Kitty's team. Kitty Pride is back. She is the new Professor P, little Professor Pride. And it starts off with them fighting Terax. And she puts her mind to use and she figures out a battle plan and she makes the team beat him. And there is the very first problem I have with the book. <laughs> um, I just want to say overall, I loved it. But this book had its problems that you're not supposed to think about. It's like when I watch any of the DC Universe television shows, I've learned, don't think. Um, where did the building go after she phased it? Did she just leave it in the underground? Yep. That was stupid. Why didn't she just phase the building and let everything fall through it? That would have made more sense. But I don't understand that. Why She's would done she... it before. Why would she just phase the building and let... So Why you... wouldn't she hold the building and phase it and then let things fall through it? It just made no uh, sense to me. Explain that again. Why? Where's the building? It's in the ground. Okay, so nothing else is in the ground. No subways. This is in New York City. Maybe she, maybe she stepped further uh-huh. down. Yeah, I had a huge problem with that. It was cute. I really liked how they beat him. Maybe she put it further down uh, past all that stuff. No, but anyhow, because, I'm serious. Because, I'm serious too. At first, I thought because I'd first, be pissed. Well, again, if that's that's under the assumption that she's just gonna leave it in the subway. What she do? Phase it all the did. way down to the core and it melts. She could have faced it and like push it all the way down past everything. <laughs> and you know, she didn't come back immediately back up. And I'm glad she didn't. I'm you glad know? she wasn't like hello. And I thought at first, I thought you were saying. Maybe she could have phased it, just the building. And I thought, so you just want like a whole bunch of tables and chairs everywhere laying on the ground because you phased <laughs> just the building and nothing inside the building? And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes more sense than that. No, and then when you turn, the problems and the controversy is all over the one page. Well, more than one page. There's a bunch of it in here. I actually thought 212 was... Prince? No. <laughs> I was like a printer. No, I 11. thought it was like... So, on a lot of the buildings, you see the building numbers. I just thought that was building 212. I thought it was just graffiti. That, too. But, um, as you learn, it wasn't. And if you want to know about what 212 means, Google it. We're not going to go through all this. But it's... Nope. It is, a, it, it is a reference to something that he shouldn't have put in. And then you see it again on the next page on Colossus's shirt. Which was really weird, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Drink. Drink. The art style, to me, looks almost completely different than the other art style. Yes. So are we sure that this was him who did it? Or if it wasn't like a colleague or a friend of his who did it? And he's just taking the... He's just taking the... I think that... Because maybe I agree. He was using There's this different as a, art. Because maybe they were, he was using this as, as a... 
obviously he was using it as a political platform Correct. To, to, to push forward his message and the message of whatever he was saying. But was there other people that, that were a part of they this? Didn't, they didn't give it. Exactly. I, because the, it the, the, just look at it. The no, way he drew Colossus the, yeah. and then again, it doesn't. they don't look the same. No. The, there is a lot of difference in the way people look in this. And for one artist, it's very jarring when it's one artist with different style. And I was exactly. like, maybe it's the inker because remember inkers that Justice League of America last That's week, true. they, they just, had three different inkers and it true. looks different. It was one inker. So, um, and I don't know if you noticed it. I didn't notice it, but he, uh, Nightcrawler basically hits her in the face. I mean, that's really, that's <laughs> it's, an, in the it's another in the thing distance. where she's Jewish, but it, it's meant to look that way. I don't know. The whole book is about. Oh, getting, that was another thing. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. You, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. He drew it. He did not have to draw it that way where he's hitting her in the face. Oh wow. So the whole book is you, they get different character moments where we finally get, this is what I miss. I miss Aurora talking to Kurt. I miss Peter talking to Kitty. I miss those kinds of things. I agree. And I missed it too. It was so great to read because... More like a family. Yes. And Storm's like, Storm's still thinking I did wrong. And Nightcrawler's like, you didn't though. You know, you tried. And... I really like the whole thing. I don't want to... I hope they don't mar it down with this... There's a theme going through the book about um, mutants or human... Mutants of mass destruction or something. Yeah. They're basically, you know... WMDs. We're yeah. back We're back to the mutants being persecuted. I don't want that. You need to have... Because in every... I mean, even in the real life, you've got two sides of everything. I don't want... I, I want the message of this book to be forward, and I really mean that. I don't want another Senator Kelly in this book. Yeah, and that's something that I thought was really interesting. It's like the the Inhumans were, were you know, not vilified for this giant... City falling into the bay. Number one. And then this giant glass gas cloud that was changing people. Like, how is that different than... like? And I thought that was one of the main things about the conflict between the, the the mutants and the inhumans that the writers really just missed missed was actually calling calling out the hypocrisy that people have, you know, vilifying the X-Men yet celebrating the inhumans. They never really talked about that. Nope. And I thought and I thought that was that was missed, a really missed opportunity. But and, in this book they do. She Kitty actually goes to a crowd of people who who one of the people called her an it. And it, but again, for this though, it sounds they, they've done this before. They have, and that's my, that's my problem. It's like we're going. It's like there's a regression in this that is unnecessary. For this, I don't think so because they want to be heroes now. So it's it's them. They want to be heroes before. I know, but unfortunately, we're not supposed to remember that because remember the mutants are persecuted and all this bullshit. Yeah, I know. I know. So I as know. someone who misses that, I'm glad that Kitty is like stepping up and going. You just like being persecuted. We're heroes. We're heroes. You just like being persecuted. That's all you do. Um, and then we get prestige. And again, I feel like this was Adam Kuber drawing this. It, I get it. It doesn't. It, and it's a completely different art style. Feel. It's a completely, completely different feel yep. and everything. So the, the whole thing, again, is about being forward. It's about moving forward. And that is why, you know, Kitty told her, pick prestige. I'm sorry, Kitty is a smart girl. She never would have picked that horrible name. <laughs> Prestige is not bad, though. Prestige is a horrible name. It's not that bad. And then that stupid diamond... What happened to her tattoos? 
I want she can to make get some fucking backstory as to what is she going can make on her here. Her tattoos come and go, and she's not. But she wore that hideous outfit for how many years with her facial tattoos? With the weird because she couldn't get and, past oh. it. This is her growth. She if is growing. This costume is hideous. It's Everyone's, worse than the old you know, one. She maybe they don't got any friends that could talk. That could talk to her. Well, I guess they don't. I don't know. Where do they get their costumes made now? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that cape needs to go, though. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The cape needs to go. Because it's bad. It's a terrible look for her. It really is. No, and and honestly... It looks like a Legion of Superheroes costume. It really does. Don't say that. From, like, the 70s. Don't say that, because I actually like those Legion of Superheroes costumes. But But it does. It looks just like it. Well, like, the colors are, like, they're trying to keep it with the colors and the cape and the thing on her face. Face, the and domino like, mask, and I'm like the the, the 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 super thin dom. I was just like, all right, girl, I'm I'm feeling, I'm trying to feel what you're wearing, girl. I'm trying to feel it. Everyone else went back to a basic design. Storm's back in her beautiful design. Colossus is back, and Nightcrawler. Thank God they got him out of his diaper and whatever else he was wearing when he came back from the dead. That was hideous costume. That was really bad. <laughs> Whatever happened to the uh, Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler? Did he go back or did he die? He died. Oh, they okay. all died. That's how they got rid of them. They all died. They all died. So and then we have, and then we have the new Brotherhood. Love it. And Why like, is Magma on there? It's not Magma. It's. I think it's supposed to be Magma. Really? Yeah. I think it's Magma. So we but know. Why do they have two fire starters though? That makes, That's just bizarre. So we know that uh, Avalanche and Power are both dead. So these are going to have to be related. Do you, do you think they're ne- ne- Necrotia people? No, I think they're going to be... I think they're going to be... I think it'd be awesome if they were Necrotia people. So they're... Uh, no, they all died, remember? No, not all of them died. Yeah. No, not all of them died. Who stayed alive? Some... Uh, Cypher stayed alive. Uh, there's a couple people that came back and they didn't die. I don't know what happened, but it was one of those things where it was like, some escaped and we can't find... It, it, was, it was like what happened with the Clone War, like uh, the, the Clone Conspiracy. Some people lived. Like, you don't know why, some people were chosen uh. to live. You know, so it's like the 198. Some people were chosen to keep their powers. It's like... I'm so stupid. But we have a mask, I think. Pyro, Avalanche, Magma, and then a demon guy. I'm like, who's the demon guy? Well, that was like a demon Groot. Not a clue. It's like, I am Droot, because he's demon. Droot. Instead of Groot, it's I am Droot, because oh he's a demon. That's horrible. Dude, that was for you, Gene. That was horrible. So, there were some problems with this book. Overall, though, as an X-Men fan, I loved it, because... It, it's giving me hope that these books aren't going to suck anymore. He says, giving me hope. Give me hope. Like, what what the, happened to hope? No, that's a whole other thing. She was supposed to be the Messiah. And that didn't work ass. out, so we wrote her ass they out. They wrote her ass out. They, and made like, her, and they made her into a flying meme. I don't know. But what happened? But, and then, like, Jubilees is running shit now. She's going to be in Generation, Generation X. X. Which was, which with, was her book, which with, is Hope's um, book and everything. Uh, with her baby. What the hell is it? Chamber is going to be in that, too, I, I believe. Think, I know you should see him. He's uh, sitting so there doing the, doing the jazz fingers around, around his bum. I'm like, what's his name? Like, it's like, you know, you know, Chamber has the explosions on his neck. And he's like, the neck thing. But then I was like, oh, Lord, so you're tell killing you, me. One of the best things about this that I can give it to a new reader is because it has the road to gold. It breaks down everything that has happened from the beginning. I didn't read it. That was perfect. The retailers loved it. I loved it. The writing's really tiny, but it does go through everything that's happened, and I'm glad it did. Alrighty, everybody. So that's, so that's the X Men. That's the X Men. Come and read them. 
I can't wait for Blue, actually. Um, I I'm know. I'm looking excited. To blue. I'm actually excited for most of the stuff that's coming out. Uh, Weapon X. What can, do you I think? I was going to say. So, Weapon X, X I'm kind of like, meh. No. Because they're all going to... Because they're all going to fight each other. And they're you all going to have to work together to escape whatever clandestine, you know, organization has them. You it's, know that one of my favorite characters is in that book. Yeah, Lady Deathstrike. No. Oh, I do love uh, her. A saber tooth. No. Uh, Old Man Logan. God, you're a douche. Nah. Uh, Maker Red. No. <laughs> I hate you. Warpath. I absolutely love Warpath. He's gonna die though. I have a bad feeling they're gonna, gonna kill die. him. He's gonna die. You kill the Native American man. He's gonna die. They're, they're, they're <laughs> Marvel's doubling down on their like no more diverse characters. No more. We're gonna kill them all. We're kill them all. Uh, I'm looking forward to what's going on with Marvel. I'm also more more interested in, in what's going on with some of these other uh, outlier comp, comic outlier. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just getting off a of word. Um, these combo companies that are really trying out there, and they really deserve a look, you guys. Like they really deserve a look. Go look at like you know Dynamite and and Image and and uh, Black Mass. There's a whole bunch of comic books out there. And I, we're we're I'm very privileged to be able to to review them, and, and thank you guys for, for listening. Um, I'm getting a little weepy here. But anyway, uh, I just want to give a couple of shout-outs. Uh, first, if you want to see me, yours truly, Desmond, I'll be out at the Queers and Comics Conference. You're uh, queer? I am. Queers and Comics uh, 2017 Conference. It's Where? At the, it's at the San Francisco California College of the Arts. It's this Friday. And Saturday. And Saturday, April 14th <laughs> and the 15th. Tickets are on sale now. You can, you can go to Facebook and uh, search for Queers and Comics. And that's how you're able to uh, find out what's going on with that. Um, I will be on a panel in the morning and I will be uh, moderating a panel uh, in the afternoon. So please come by and what day will you say be there? hello. I'll be there on Saturday. Saturday. I'll be there on Saturday um, doing some things. Hopefully I'll be able to get some interviews for you guys. I had a lot of stuff going on this weekend. It's pretty crazy. Um, but I think it will be a lot of fun. Um, also wanted to say a big shout out to uh, Gene Gilmet. He is the uh, our artist. Thank you so much, Gene, of rltpress.com. He is the man that draws all those beautiful pictures of Rich trying to kill me. I don't take it personally. Um, thank you, Gene. Uh, he's also a, um, a creator who... Contributor. Uh, sorry, thank you. Contributor to, to comic book resources column, The Line It Is Drawn. So please check him out. Um, and again, go to rltpress.com. I want to give a special thanks to Terry Miller. She is the mistress of the mix board. Hope you get feeling better. Yes, yeah, hope you feel better, Terry. Um, she's the uh, woman who does all of the beautiful sounds you hear at the beginning and at the end of our shows. I also want to give a special, special uh, shout out to our major sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street between 18th and 19th in kind of sunny San Francisco. Check us out on the web at whateverstoreonline.com. Or go to Facebook, whatever store, give us a like. I want to say thank you to all of you for listening. We love this. We love, like, we love reviewing the books and we're honest about it. And it's fun when we're getting ready for the show because we kind of don't really talk about what we thought. We just want to have it real for you guys. Yeah. So, whatever you're, when you're hearing us live, that's just off the, a lot of the stuff is like we come in and we have, um, 
thoughts about our, our thoughts. So sometimes we'll have notes and some stuff, but we don't really talk about it beforehand. So a lot of stuff that you're hearing is off the cuff. So when Rich says that I like something, I'm generally surprised. And and when and when he says and when Rich says that I didn't like something or, or, or has an opposed view, he's like shocking. And but he's not really shocked. Nope. So so again, thank you so much for, for tuning in. Uh, if you want to contact us, send us an email to uh, thegeekchat at gmail.com or if you want to talk to us uh, live or in the flesh, we we also are are on our Facebook group. Go to Facebook and join the Geek Chat. We have uh, a lot of members. We're always talking about comic books and posting all kinds of fantastical, geeky stuff. So come and join us. So I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And I got a question. Oh, 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 oh. Are you a deviant? Are you a deviant? Uh, find out this summer, uh, 2017. Bye-bye. Bye. Geek Shack.